1: Please continue holding while we wait for a commercial.
2: line that is drawn down to the
3: ancient And on that line there stands an old rugged cross.
4: On that cross, a battle
5: is raging
2: for the day of man's soul. was oh, lost.
3: On one side march the forces of evil.
4: All the demons. All the devils of hell. And all the other
2: angels of glory, can they meet? No. Oh. my heart,
3: the battle was still raging, not all prisoners of war had come home.
0: Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Good
4: afternoon.
0: afternoon. This is your call to worship for the second Saturday in April. Today is April the 13th, 2019. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise his works to another and shall declare his mighty acts. Again, a great afternoon to everyone and welcome to our Saturday evening worship service of Refuge from the Storm Church. I bring you greetings on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black. Refuge from the Storm is a ministry of hope that even in the midst of storms and sufferings, God is always working, a ministry of encouragement that as we walk alongside each other, we offer each other comfort, and a ministry of purpose where you are reminded that you are among the called according to God's purpose. Today is not just an ordinary day. It is the day that the Lord has made let's rejoice and be glad in it. So we welcome our regular listeners and members and any new listeners. Today we celebrate, even though it's Saturday, we do celebrate Palm Sunday today. The story of Jesus' entry into Jerusalem tells us that after his celebrated arrival, he went into the temple and looked around at everything. And as we gather here today for worship, may it be with a sense that jesus has walked into and he is looking around may our eyes be open to see him may our hearts be ready to be seen by him and may our worship be worthy of his presence as we are transformed so that we we will see the world through his eyes so again thank you thank you thank you for being here on behalf of pastor black and god has stored up great blessings for those who honor him So again, thank you for being here and please join us again right here next Saturday. Today, those members of our ministry team who are serving during worship include Pastor Black and Minister Juanita Purdy will deliver the preach word for today. Elder Carolyn Cunningham continues to serve as our capable worship leader and Elder Carolyn Cunningham will play several roles today. She will also uh, extend the invitation to giving, and Elder Carolyn will offer an opening hymn today. Elder Carolyn Cunningham will also extend the invitation to discipleship. Let me remind you that Sister Helena Thompson is our talk manager, and Sister Cheryl Harvey is the assistant talk manager. So these are the individuals of the ministry team who are serving today during worship. Let me remind you of our events for the coming week. This coming Wednesday night, please join us for our small group Bible study time when we will present the last sayings of Christ on the cross. That's this Wednesday night April the 17th, 2019. So please join us at our regularly scheduled time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Don't miss it. You, You will really enjoy it, it's guaranteed. Monday through Fridays, we continue to meet under the leadership of Reverend Dr. Millicent Black for our daily early morning prayer call Our scheduled start time is 6.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 3.30 a.m. Pacific Time. And then on Saturday morning, our Saturday morning prayer team ministry led by Minister Juanita Purdy uh, is inviting you to join us at our scheduled start time, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 8.30 a.m. Pacific Time. A reminder that our prayer focus for this month of April is relationships. Now, Matthew uh, 6.33 says, ask ye first, uh, excuse me, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. So as we ensure that we have our vertical uh, relationship with God right, Then we can reach out to him uh, and help us establish, build up, and restore our relationships in every area of our life, whether that's our family, friends, our circle of influence, even in the workplace. So that's our prayer focus for this month. Please continue to pray for us in the area of relationships. Please be reminded that you can send your weekly prayer request to refugefromstorm at aol.com. Uh, that's the church email address, refugefromstorm at aol.com. And we'll be sure to get your prayer request to Pastor Millicent and our Minister Purdy. Another friendly reminder please don't forget to mute your phones, uh, your landlines, or your cell phones. Uh, when you know that there's going to be background noise where you are. We would like to maintain the reverence of the service and uh, show respect to the speaker, whoever that may be at the time. So please mute your phones as needed. So that's all the announcements for uh, the week. Thank you for your attention. After Elder Carolyn has sung a beautiful opening song, she will lead us through the rest of the worship service. So if all of our hearts and minds are clear, we will move into our worship period, and we invite the Holy Spirit to come now and flow freely among us and inhabit the worship and praises of these, your people. Please please be blessed doing worship today.
4: Amen. Thank you, Sister Gloria, and welcome, everyone. The song I'm going to sing is Day by Day, from the musical Jesus Christ Superstar. Day by
6: day, day by day, oh dear Lord, three things I pray to see thee more clearly, to love thee more dearly. To follow Thee more nearly, day by day, day by day, day by day, day by day. Oh dear Lord, three things I pray, to see Thee more clearly, to love Thee more dearly to follow Thee more nearly day by day, day by day, day by day. Oh dear Lord, three things I pray, to see Thee more clearly, to love Thee more dearly, to follow Thee more nearly, day by day, day by day, day by
4: day. The first scripture selected today is taken from the book of Zechariah chapter 9 verses 9 through 12. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion, shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem. The battle bow shall be cut off. He shall speak peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. As for you also, because of the blood of your covenant, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today, I declare that I will restore double to you, for I have sent Judah that I will restore double to you. The second scripture is taken from the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has has highly exalted him and given him the name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow bow of those in heaven and of those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. Let us pray a prayer of confession. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, Now, let us listen to a worship song, You Are Holy, by Bishop Paul S. Morton. That will be followed by the altar prayer, which Sister Helena Thompson will offer today.
3: (laughs) God. <laughs> Open up your mouth and sing. All creation sings. Bound for sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord again. It's you that we pray. It's you that we pray, Father. It's you that we pray. Let's sing that again unto the Lord. Sing that it's you that we worship.
1: Heavenly Father, we just thank and praise you that we could come together today. And indeed, you are holy and our Lord of glory. We've come today, Father, to magnify your holy name, to lift you up and praise you and give you all the honor that is due to you. But thank you for each and every caller that is on the line today that they were able to come today. Pray that your Holy Spirit will just fall on each one of us in our personal homes, wherever we are located, and as a church in unity, Father God. Your Holy Spirit just fall, descend upon us as a blanket of peace, and your spirit of love. Way you love us. Thank you, Father, for the cross. Um, begin to celebrate your death and resurrection next week. Father, help us to remember that we're only here because of your grace. It's your blood on our behalf. We only exist one day to the next as you allow us to. We may not always understand what we're going through. Sometimes our minds are filled with questions that we hate to ask them because we want so much just to trust you and be strong. you know that we're frail at times. And we do fall down. We don't do it intentionally. We never want to hurt you in that way. But yes, I can only speak for myself. I've always felt that such a loving God that when you look at us, when we do fail you or fall, In my heart, that you applaud us more when we get back up and keep trying. We shouldn't beat ourselves up as we often do. We need you to help us at times with our unbelief. I don't want to hurt you, but some of the trials and the things in life, Father. We don't always understand your ways, and we know that it's not up to us to understand your ways, and yet at times we question. Forgive us for questioning your will in our lives. This week, Father, you showed me my prayers again. So I see us as a church and as GIs as a whole. We're all linked together like a train sometimes gets chugging up that hill sometimes that hill is very steep sometimes it just keeps choo-chooing and not going anywhere I don't know what to do we have trust you father in all things we know that your timing is not ours and we look forward to our mountaintop experience experiences, and we thank you for them when you allow us to have them. Just pray, Father, that you will just touch every TI around the world today. Those that don't yet know you, Father, help them in some way, somehow, to find this number, to find our sight when it comes up, to join us, Lord that you will fill the hole in their lives and give them the strength, the confidence, the courage to hold on in our good times and our bad times, when we think we understand, when we feel we don't understand. Always know that we have a hope because you give that to us. Died for us Left us with that hope that things will get better in your time, Father. We lift up today the homeless to you. This has become a, such a problem in our country. I lift them up to you today, and I pray, Father, that you will find the answer. Help the politicians that are trying to make something of this problem. I lift up every drug addict out there that is hooked and doesn't know the way out. Lord, I pray, Father, for those around the, the world as I found out that here in Seattle are homeless are being experimented on and don't know it. They're doing it here, they're doing it around the world. Oh, they help them to find you, send someone that knows you and can tell them there is a way out. You are their hope, their only hope. They can trust in your word. You will give us the strength to fight this fight to the end. Thank you, Lord, that you are the answer to our questions. You know all. We only know yesterday and today at this very moment. But you see all of our tomorrows. You know where each one of us are going. Every situation, every conflict, every burden, Father, we lift them up to you and give them into your capable hands. We just ask you to take over our service today, that there might be a song that is sung, a word that is said, spoken, Father, that will minister to each and every one. That everyone will hang up their phones tonight. Be feeling fulfilled by your presence. That will keep them throughout the week. To the days that ahead ahead. No matter what we go through, I pray that you will minister by your Holy Spirit to Minister Juanita as she brings forth the message today. That you will have selected her words and in fact, to hear the message. But God, we just pray for Pastor Melicent today. You will just fill her home with your presence comfort her and keep her in all your ways. You'll give her the physical strength, emotional and spiritual as her position is one of great strength, Father. And we ask that you will fill her with your power, your strength, your wisdom, your discernment as she ministers to many will be a rewarder of her works on your behalf. By all of her needs, heal every ache, every pain, every burden, every financial need. Supply, Father, as you did the woman with the oil, Father. May her cup never be empty. May it be always full and overflowing. Thank you for giving her to us. Thank you for choosing her for refuge from the storm church. I knew years ago before this problem even existed, I knew there was a child called Melissa Black. We're going to raise up at this church. And, Father, we just ask that you bring more people to us. Father, as they come, we ask for helping hands. Pastor needs those hands. She's doing a great work, not just in this church. She is in unity with so many other and ministries and people, in her letter writing, in all she does, Father. Give her strength. Help her in her sleep, I pray, Father, God, that the enemy may not touch her, Father. Give her sweet peace, sweet rest, and sweet dreams. Father, you laid on my heart to pray for I don't remember the woman's name and it's not important. During prayer time last week, someone asking for prayer for a woman who dedicated her life to you and was being plagued by demonic dreams. But God, I pray that you will have touched her. as yes. When I dedicated, rededicated my life after a 15-year absence from serving you, I was plagued with these same dreams and nightmares, and I understand the fear of Father God. I extend my prayer to her that you will touch her, help her, give her wisdom, give her strength, and I'm... I'm verbally giving my permission to pastor right now. Give out my number on my site if I believe I can help this woman if she needs it and if it's proper. And Lord, I ask you to give me wisdom if this is your will to help her in this time as I truly understand what she's going through. Father God, we turn everything over to you right now. And in the words of a song that's been ministering to me lately that I hope to play soon, help us to remember that whatever we go through, always know that no matter what, your word will be the last word. Thank you, precious Lord. And we ask this in your precious and holy name.
4: Amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Helena, for your fervent prayer to our Heavenly Father. Now to all listeners, this is your invitation to giving. Our church, Refuge from the Storm, provides refuge from targeting by tending to the spiritual needs of those of us who are targeted. But we are also similar to other organizations in the targeted community in that we have financial needs to accomplish many of our goals. So for those listeners who are able, we'd like you to consider making a financial contribution. You can do this in any way you'd like and in any amount. We welcome one-time donations as well as weekly, monthly, quarterly, or annually. To make your contribution, contact either the pastor, Reverend Millicent, by email at mgrace321 at gmail.com or Sister Gloria, our administrative assistant, at refugefromstorm at aol.com. Now, in preparation for the message, which will be delivered today by Minister Juanita, let us listen to a worship song, We Believe, by the Newsboys.
2: Giving us new life. We believe in the crucifixion. We believe that he conquered death. We believe in the resurrection. And he's coming back again. We believe. So let our faith be more than ever greater than the songs we sing, and in our weakness and temptations, we believe, we believe. Let the love be found in the heavy rain If the heat runs down We're not in vain Let the church be found Oh God, we'll say We believe, we believe And the gates of hell Will not prevail For the power of God Has torn to fail Now we know your love Will never fail We believe, we believe And it's coming back. It's coming back again. It's coming back again. Do we believe? Do we believe?
5: Amen. Amen. We do believe. We do believe with all of our heart, minds, souls, strength. We believe in all of the word of God. And we do believe that he is coming back again. He is coming back again. And he says that his rewards are with him. So we want to live out our life every day with the revelation that he is coming back to rule and to reign, and he is bringing his rewards with him. I give glory to God. I give glory to God in the highest. I thank Him for an opportunity to be a a a vessel used by Him to impart words of encouragement, words of hope, words of strength words of of correction whatever it is that is needed at the moment we have to be open to receive it and so I bless the Lord that he has given me this opportunity to bring the word whatever he wants it to be done in each of it in each of us we we receive it we receive it. I bless the Lord for that. Um, And I thank God for Pastor Millicent, who is open and have allowed God to use her for such a time as this. I ask the Lord to bless her and keep her and make all conditions favorable for her. I thank God for each and every one of you um, here on the call working together in the mission that god has given us for these 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 challenging times but we know that he's going to make it all right he will make it right we don't have to because he will and i i i look forward to that day in that time but in the meantime he want us to keep working keep working keep pressing keep believing I bless the Lord for each of you. Much of what I am going to be um, coming from today, you it was the scriptures and um, so many have spoken about it in one way or another. So I just bless the Lord for the confirmation. Father God, we thank you this day that you have given us. Father God, let us not take anything for granted. Let us be ever so mindful that every day you have made for us. And every day we want to live our life as wise versions, as wise people. God, I just thank you, Father God, for your presence here. Lord, we ask the Holy Ghost to do the work in us that need to be done to transform us to move us along the, the path that you have given us to bring us to that place where we meet the future and the hope that you have for us God I just thank you we bless you Lord glory to God glory to God glory to God hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you all hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. I need to put my phone on. Do not disturb, or I will be disturbed. <laughs> so uh, I apologize. I should have done that a lot earlier. Um, I am going to be coming to you from uh, the triumphant entrance that Jesus made into Jerusalem. Now, that is one particular uh, scripture that is in every gospel. Every gospel mentions that. So we can, of course, or should think about it, as being something very important, very important, a strong message that God would have us to to be mindful of. So of course, um, I am going to only read to you um, from Luke, the 19th chapter and part of the verse. Uh, Part of that chapter, the verses are 41 through 44. But I just want to encourage you the entire, and of course, I'm going to be elaborating on all of Luke, the 19th chapter, 28 through the 41st verse. And paralleling that with Exodus, the 12th chapter. So I just want to encourage you to go back and read Exodus, the 12th chapter. I'm only going to read a verse or two from that, but I will be paralleling some of the information that is found in Exodus 12 with that, which is also um, in the Gospels, particularly Luke, mm-hmm. the 19th chapter. But um, the triumphant entry entrance into Jerusalem Is found in Matthew, the 21st chapter, the 1st through the 11th verse. And it is somewhat a little different um, than that, which is found in Mark, the 11th chapter, the 1st through the 12th verse. And then, of course, you have John, the 12th chapter, the 12th through the 15th verse. And each one, because of the audience that they are writing to, Um, have just a different um, take or a different perspective but it all really tells us the story of the entrance of Jesus into Jerusalem so let's go to Luke the 19th chapter and the 41st through the 44th verse and it reads as he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you. And encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. You will not leave they will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. Now of course <laughs> When Jesus is entering into Jerusalem, and a lot of things preceded him saying this, and there are reasons as to why he was saying it. However, um, when he said it, it was he wept because he knew the hardship. He knew the destruction that was going to happen because they were unaware. They were unaware. God did not want them to be that way. That was the whole point of Jesus coming. But they were unaware. And because of that, the enemy, what does the Bible say? We're destroyed because we lack knowledge. So the enemy took that opportunity to bring about so much destruction and it, it, it did it happened and so of course we want to talk about that we want to go back um, and look at some of those things that preset that which Jesus spoke um, as he entered into Jerusalem on um, Palm Sunday now they were actually in this, um, they were celebrating the Passover. And in order to understand the Passover, we have to go back to um, Exodus, the 12th chapter, in which I am going to do that in just a minute. Um, But when we read this, I want to give you the message. The key here is how to recognize the time of his coming. Okay, so if you want a title how to rec- it is how to recognize the time of his coming. The warning is don't get passed over this Passover. We don't want to miss what God is doing in our life. We don't want to miss what God is doing in our situation. And so it Passover is a very, very important time. So let's go to Exodus, the 12th chapter. Now, I'm just going to give you just a little elaboration on this time and why it is an important time. So if you go to Exodus, the 12th chapter, and we read a couple of verses. And it says, the Lord said to Moses and to Aaron in Egypt. So they were still in Egypt. They were still in bondage. God was doing the miracles, and they hadn't seen the miracles, but they had not gotten delivered yet. So that's the key. They had not actually received their deliverance. I want to interject here. God is working out your deliverance every day. Even if you don't see what he's doing or know that he's doing, know that he is doing it. We don't always have to be in the mix or to know that is part of our faith is trusting God that he is working out the deliverance, your deliverance every day. Don't have to know how. But all we have to do is trust him that he's doing it. So that was the first key. He said to Moses and to Aaron, this month is to be for you the first month, the first month of your year. That means it was a new year for them. God was starting a new thing. He was starting time over for them. And they had to be on the willing end to accept that. When he said that to them, and then he gave them some additional instructions, they were still dealing with the bondages of Pharaoh, refusing to let them go. And he said to them in verse three, tell the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each man is to take a lamb
0: Give her a moment, she may be um disconnected, she'll come back on. Oh bear with okay. her.
5: Sorry sorry about that. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of the month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. If any household is too small, they must share one with their nearest neighbor, having taken into account the number of people there are. The lambs, of course, and we know that Jesus became that lamb. I want to, I'm just going to fast forward a little bit on that because it tells them what they're supposed to do in, of course, eating this Passover meal. Now, this Passover meal was that, first of all, that lamb, Jesus is the lamb, the Passover lamb that died for our sins, well, That Passover lamb that they were instructed to take, they were to slay the lamb and then put the blood on the doorposts of their homes because this would be the night of their deliverance. Now, God had already told them, I'm ushering in a new year for you. It's going to be a new day, a new year. You're starting, I'm turning the clock to a new point in your life and so when he gave them instructions of the lamb they put the blood over the doorposts now of course a lot of people think that by them being israelites they they were the ones that received the instructions However, it was the blood that the angel was attentive to. It was the blood, not because of them being an Israelite, but it was the blood that was the symbolism of their deliverance and their protection. If they had not put the blood, the angel would not have recognized and they would have been swept in this whole thing, this whole scene of the firstborn being, being killed. So it was the blood. We have to understand that, especially today, because the Lamb of God that has been slain for us, we are covered under the blood. We oftentimes take for granted, I believe, and we kind of have this this thing that, hey, we're Christians. And because we're Christians, you know, everything is the sun is supposed to shine on us and everything concerning our life. But we have to understand that is the blood of Jesus Christ that protects us, that guards us and keeps us. And just like they had to they had to apply the blood, we have to declare the blood in our life as well. We have to. That's why it was it was shed for us so that we can apply it to our life. We tend to think that It's the Christianity that keeps the enemy at bay. But it's not the Christianity. It's the fact that because we have the relationship with Christ and he has shed the blood uh, for us, the blood, the power that's contained in the blood of Jesus is able to protect us, is able to keep us, is able to um, deliver us. And that's why. They were able to escape all of those things, that that death that came sweeping through the land. It didn't just take the firstborn. It took the first of the, the, the stocks, the animals, all those things. It wiped them out. It wiped them out. But it didn't touch them because they had the provision of the blood of the lamb. Now, even though Jesus, it tells us that he was slain from the beginning of the world, even though He had it had not manifested on the earth at that time, the provision of Jesus' death and the shedding of his blood for us was already there. They just used a lamb as a substitute until the manifestation of Jesus actually came on the earth. however, let's move on to that um, from that. So of course that was the beginning of their new life right there. I want to encourage us because you know you have to go back and, and you and, and we as we read we read, with the enlightenment of the Holy Ghost. Because if we read it with our own eyes, we kind of, you know, think about it as, gee whiz, you know, what's going on here? But if we ask the Holy Ghost to be our teacher, as the Bible says it is, then he teaches us principles that we can actually see in the story that we're supposed to learn from. And that's throughout the Bible, principles that we're supposed to learn from. Well, that is what they did not do. Fast forwarding to um, the triumphant entrance of Jesus Christ. What was happening in that story is that Jesus had come to the earth. We know all that. And he was a, literally fits into ushering. Well, he had already started because the miracles had happened. Now, look at the parallel. The miracles had happened with the children of Israel, um, the, Jew, the Jewish people, the Israelites. They, God had already done seven, I mean, nine of the plagues before he told them that. And then he was going to culminate with the end of it that required the um, the blood of the lamb. However, with all of that, one, Pharaoh refused to budge. Two, when God delivered them, they we know the story, and I'm not going to rehash it, but man, did they have a thousand complaints. A thousand complaints about everything under the sun. So, of course, there, there is a place in us where we need to get. And that place is acceptance. That place is acceptance. It's hard because we are creatures of habit. But God want us to get there. I'm going to go back and let's do a little elaboration before we go into the three things that you want to be mindful of in order to recognize the time of his coming. So I'm going to give you three different principles that you want to keep in mind. And I will continue to make the parallel between Exodus and what was going on there and the tri- the the, um, the triumphant um, entrance that Jesus made into Jerusalem, but looking at um, Luke the 19th chapter, um, there were so many miracles that Jesus had done prior to this time of the Passover, leading up to his crucifixion there were so many things that had gone on miracles after miracles that had been seen but you look at the religious group the pharisees the religious right and they were in complete and total denial and you know i know that many of us have even seen this and have read this would how where would we be if we were in that time of Jesus. Because. Much of what Jesus did. Was very radical. Radical for his time. And you know. We we oftentimes. Like to be very standoffish. When it comes down to. You know different things like that. Um, for an example. Many of us. Will look at. Um, ministries that people tend to be very um, exuberant in their praise. And we we're like looking around like, whoa, you know, slow the roll a little bit here, you know, running around, you know, making circles in the church. And we tend to like look at that and think, whoo, well, that was the same way the Pharisees were looking at people who were throwing their robe, their cloaks on the ground. And they were throwing palm leaves on the ground, praising Jesus and worshiping him. They were honoring him. They Many of them had heard about the miracles. They had seen the miracles. And they were worshiping him, and the religious right was indignant of it. It's like, as a matter of fact, right before the reading in thirty-nine, it was it said that some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, "Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Why? Because they're saying, beginning to praise God in loud voices." For all the miracles that they had seen. They had seen many miracles and they were blessing the Lord. And Jesus' reply to them was, "Uh, I tell you, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. So, of course, they're looking at this situation, the Pharisees are, and they're thinking, this is not this is not honoring god this is no praise to god this is humiliating the same way that david's wife did when david praised himself out of his clothes because he was so delighted of god's deliverance and this was he was married to Saul's daughter at the time and He was praising and he praised himself right out of his clothes, a sign of humility, really. You know, you're a king and you praise yourself right out of your clothes. (laughs) You got to be really humble to do that. You know, I mean, we all want to stand together. We all want to sit together. We don't want anything that's a little bit on the, you know, offside. However, David did not in any way stop because she felt like that was indignant because he knew what he had been delivered from. He knew the power, the, the miraculous power of God. He knew that he had a praise in him that he had to get out and he was going to do it. So as we look at the story, I'm gonna go back and just talk a little bit about some of this story. It starts in um on in verse 20 uh, 28, where Jesus is. Of course, this is the time of the Passover, and Jesus is in Jer- uh coming into Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. Now he knew that he had to be there. I mean, every Jewish person had to be there, but he knew that it was his time. It was his time um, to bear the cross. However, that wasn't his focus, not at that time, because at that time, he knew that he was going to make a display of the authority that he had. But see, they were expecting Jesus to come as a reigning king, but that was not yet the time. He is coming back as a reigning king in Revelation. And instead of coming in on a donkey, which represents the humility and represents the peace, He's coming in riding on a horse that represents strength and authority and rulership. However, in this particular case, they were expecting, and many of us know the story, they were expecting a king. And they were expecting the king and rulership to deliver them from the Roman occupation. They wanted to be delivered from these natural conditions. However, Jesus came to position them with spiritual authority to move natural conditions out of the way. A lot of times, we want the natural conditions to change. And then we can change. We feel like the spiritual is changing or will change after it. That's where our concern. But that was not Jesus' concern. Jesus came and he showed them the spiritual condition that had to be changed. And by changing the spiritual conditions, they were able to move natural conditions alone in their favor when he told them he said go to the village ahead of you and as you enter it you will find a coat tied there which no one has ever ridden that's the newness when of course um Jesus, when the Lord told Moses and Aaron that they had to get a lamb, of course, that lamb had to be um, without blemish. It had to be, of course, um, literally in a perfect state. The coat was a young coat. It was a young coat one years old, from the reading that I've, uh, the research that I've I've had, similar to the same situation of the the lamb. Now, we know Jesus wasn't one when he died, but all of these things parallel um, what God did for the whole a nation of Israel and then when Jesus came we of course became the engrafted children into that nation so of course he told them to go ahead when you find the coat loose it he said loose it and if someone asks tell them the Lord has need of it Those are some very important words when it comes down to being delivered. Those are words that Jesus told us, what we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. What we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. So when he said to them to loose the colt, the the colt, in essence, he is telling them to release those old conditions. Take them and cast them, take them a, a, a loose. Don't allow them to hold you on in a state where he wants to make things new. A lot of times, we don't want to let go, just like they did when he told them that they had to have unleavened bread. That means that, you know what, they had to let go of all of the the pride in their thinking, all of the way that they saw situations, and they had to be willing to release it to God. The same with the cult that coat was released to the Lord. He says, I have need of it. In order for God to be able to use any of us, we have to be released from the world's burdens. We have to be released from the world way of thinking. We have to release it. We have to loose it, loose it away so that God will have the freedom to move in us that when they lose that coat, they brought it to Jesus and it says that they put him on it. They put him over that coat. If we would just take the situations and, and, and allow Jesus to rule and reign over those situations we would be amazed at how we're able to just move through the conditions. I mean, they were just, because Jesus was on the call guess what? They were just allowing, they were just paving the way for him to move right on through. Paving the way. Now, of course, Jerusalem um, is that, that place of where, of course, his final reign will take place. And that, of course, is going to happen, but they were not there yet. They were not there in the spiritual sense. They did not have that spiritual insight. Those who were allowing the palms, taking the palms and put them down and and taking their cloaks, throwing off that old way of thinking, that old way of believing and throwing it down, they paved the way for Jesus to come on through. But when he got to, to that place where he Jerusalem was in sight, he paused because they were not there yet. We don't want pauses in our life. That's why praise is so important in everything we do. We got it tells us that God inhabits, it, inhabits the praises of his people. And that's what they were doing, even to the point that the religious right was indignant of it. But they didn't care. They had foresight and insight of who Jesus was. They had their eyes on the miracles. The whole point of the Passover, when God instituted it, even before they were freely delivered, was that they were supposed to remember that day of deliverance. They were supposed to remember it and praise God for it. They were supposed to honor it. They hadn't even gotten to that point yet, but God instituted it. It institute that to happen. Likewise, we haven't been fully delivered yet. Even when they were paving the way, they knew that Jesus was king. He hasn't came back on this earth as reigning king, but we have the insight in the revelation that he is and he will. And guess what? If we receive him, he is reigning king in our life. But we have to loose the the things that we want to hang on to and control and rationalize within ourselves. We have to loose those things and let him get on top of it and let him take us through it so that we see his reign and his miracles happening. We have to do that part. We don't want to be that wall that he comes to when he gets to Jerusalem. And they don't, there's no change that's happening. So let's look at the three things that much of which I have alluded to that we want to do to, in order for us to recognize his coming, we got to recognize. And this is not just talking about the end where he comes back on the white horse. There are times of God's visitation in our life. Now, don't get me wrong. He's there every day. But there are certain times when he is moving and he may have to change. He may not say he may have to change direction because there are times that we don't know about that. He is changing directions. But if we're stuck on doing things one way, our way, the way we've been taught, the way we learn, then guess what? There's that wall of Jerusalem. Accept change. That's the first one. Embrace the new. The first one. Accept change. Embrace the new. When, when our life changed, we were found out we are at a new place in life. And, uh, you know, we didn't ask for it, but we're here. That was very hard to accept. But if we know and we believe in our heart of hearts that God is in control, then we have to know that he knows what is good. Isaiah 43, 18 through the 19 said, forget the form of things. Hey, it's all gone. I'm not there anymore. I, You know, hey, wish I could, but I can't. So let those things that are past be the past. It says, don't dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not, do you not perceive it? Now, look at this. It says, I am making a way in the wilderness. That's where a lot of us are. A lot of us are in wildernesses. And God wants to show us miracles in the wilderness. Streams in the desert. A lot of us are in dry places. But God wants to show you the miracle of taking water out of rocks in the desert. He did it before. He is still doing it. We have to perceive that where he has us right now, he is doing a new thing. He's not saying, you're coming, He he's not, we're not out of the wilderness yet. But, he is doing his great works while we still are in the wilderness. He is doing the miracles while we're still in the desert. He did the miracles while they were still in bondage, but then he set them free and they had an in bondage, a a mind that was still in bondage. and He had to get that out of them so that they could be free indeed and know the freedom that they have in him. Likewise, God is not moved by conditions. He's moved by our faith in him. Ephesians four twenty two and 24. You were taught in regards to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. When Jesus came, he had to give them that he had to teach them that in order to move the natural, you have to, First, learn the spiritual. They had to learn how to move natural situations by spiritual authority. Likewise, we do the same. We have to learn how to move natural conditions by spiritual authority. Part of the newness is forsaken the way we think about things. We have to see things through the lenses of God. They had to throw off their cloaks. They had to, in order for Jesus to move through their, their and, and move on their situations. They had to surrender that stuff in order for them to see uh, Jesus in his kingship. They had to surrender the way they saw the world. They had to surrender it. The second thing is clothe yourself in humility. One of the things, there's a, well, I'm going to pick up. There's a song. Um, it's called Hosanna. And they were, of course, saying that as Jesus was moving through. And, of course, I've heard different accounts of what it means, but it means save or save us or, you know, uh, Jesus save or there are so many different uh, versions of. But it's all about salvation. Well, this the words of this song is open my eyes. It's called Hosanna. Open my eyes to the things unseen. Show me how to love like you have loved me. Break my heart for what break yours. Can I see this situation through the lens of God? Do I see this situation through the lens of God? How do I do it? It's in the word. It's in the word. Um, one of, I heard a message once, and it was very hard for me to accept that. Um, I, I'm a little more, you know, acceptance of it now, but um, it, it says the message was, pray for more burdens. Because there are blessings in the burdens. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That's a hard, you know, that's a hard saying. But I know that there are blessings in the humility of our humanity. We have to understand that in terms of targeting. instead of looking through the eyes or the, the idea of constitutional rights, I prefer to look through it through the lens of the Bible. And as Christians, we should be looking at situations through the lens of the Bible. Now, are there constitutional rights? Sure they are. I have My background is in that area, in those fields. So I'm not oblivious to all of that. But I can tell you that whatever I have seen, it has been through the spiritual authority of Christ. Man can't be trusted. The Bible tells us that. So we have to be very mindful that our trust belongs in God. We look to him for justice because we know that he is a just God. Job and David were very humble. They both, and not only them, I mean, we have so many heroes of faith that we can turn to. To help us. But they both look to God. To change their situation. We know that they both. Went through many many trials. Jeremiah. He went through. Many many trials. Doing the work of the Lord. However. They knew where their hope was. They knew where their trust was. In Jeremiah 29.11 we can have the assurance that God knows the plans that he have for us. This is a de- declaration made by him. He made the declaration that he knows the plans that he have for us. And those plans are to prosper us and not to harm us. Plans to give us a hope in a future. Psalms 34, here's the humility. 34 and 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. I want to read um, a couple of scriptures in Peter. Peter, the fourth chapter, the 12th through the 19th verse. And it tells us, dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery or ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. Well, uh, I can tell you that there's some strange things that's happening to a lot of people. He said, don't be surprised, but rejoice in as much as you participate in the suffering of Christ so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. If you suffer, should not be as a murderer or a thief or any other kind of criminal or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed. But praise God that you bear that name. For it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? Mm. Imagine that. God is a God of justice. And if it's hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. And then first Peter five and five. In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourself to your elder. All of you clothe yourself with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but show favor to the humble. Therefore, reading says, humble yourself therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And I'm going to go on and read eight because it tells us to be alert and of sober mind that the enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. We are to resist him and stand firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. And we do know that this kind of stuff is going on worldwide. See, I always, I, I love... The whole story of Job, that was a very hard story for me, but I love it because it helps us to understand that there are spiritual things that are going on that we have no clue. And that's why we have to trust God in all of this because there are spiritual conditions and and situations that we don't know about. So we trust him and we let him lead us. And lastly, Keep your eyes on Jesus. You got to keep your eyes on Jesus. Oh, man. Focus can be a challenge because there is a lot that wants to get our attention. There are a lot of manipulations, devices, plots, ploys, plans that the devil used to take our attention off of Jesus in the midst of situations and you can fill in the blank. There's a long list of them. However, we have to keep our eyes on Jesus. The Pharisees were indignant of what they saw because one of the things, it lacked pomp and circumstances. Another thing is their heart wasn't right in the beginning. They were, they were wanting to control the situation. They were in control. They were the mediators between the Israelites and the Romans. So they had the control. They had the stout. They had the, uh, the, the clout. They had the status. They had the power. And they weren't about to give it up to this lowly person who calls himself the son of God. They weren't about to do it. So here they're holding on fiercely. Even to the point where they're plotting his death. And. Not knowing that he was. Well, they did know they were just indignant of the fact that it did not have the lineage like that of Solomon. Solomon was the, the, the son of David jesus was in the lineage of david however because it wasn't the royalty that everybody you know loved to look up to they became indignant of it but jesus says that he's coming back lowly i mean he he came lowly the bible says he came lowly now he's coming back in authority with all of his forces and all of the resources of heaven with him in Revelation, but when he first came, he came lowly because the focus had to not be on earthly uh, wealth and pursuits. The focus had to be on spiritual authority. And so God did not want us to get it confused, even though some refused to change that way. Well, let us look at Hebrews, the 12th chapter, and we are going to um, read the first through the second verse. It says, therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. If. if the, the Pharisees. The religious right. And so many other people. They were fixing their eyes. On the circumstances. So when they saw Jesus. On a horse. (I'm not a horse. But on a colt, A donkey. And they saw like. Cloaks and. Palm branches all around them. They were indignant. They were looking at circumstances. They weren't looking at Jesus the King. They weren't looking at that. They weren't even making reference to the Bible. And they had, they studied the Bible, they knew the word, but they were not cross referencing it. We're supposed to be cross-referencing the Bible with everything that's going on in our life. We are to cross-reference those things. So, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Another scripture I want to read to you is Psalms 121. Now, of course, this was part of our Bible study, but I want to, um, as we were talking about the storms and how we handle the different storms in our life. Well, Psalms 121 says, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. He watches over all of us. The Lord is your shade at your right hand, the sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night, the Lord will keep you from all harm he will watch over your life the Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forever <clears throat> I want to encourage us in these three things because his, he's coming back and he we gotta be ready we got to be ready and so we got to embrace embrace what god has where he has us right right here right now embrace it embrace that 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 may be that may sound foreign to you but believe me when we embrace where god has us he walks us through it that means we're giving it to him and we're trusting him that he knows what he's doing Even from the beginning, he did not make a mistake. Then let's clothe ourselves in humility and allow God to be God. Allow us to be the the clay. We are clay. Let him shape us and mold us however he wants to do it. And then, of course, don't look at the circumstances. Look at Jesus. Look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And if you're doing that, you will acknowledge him in all of your ways. And whether he is taking you through the desert, whether you are through a wilderness, whether you're through a, a storm or wherever you may be, believe me, he's got the ready solution for it. He's already been there. He's already taken care of it. And he wants us to know that he doesn't miss a beat. And he does not. He won't leave us. He won't forsake us. But we don't want to allow ourselves to be set up to be manipulated by the devil. And when we take our eyes off Jesus, then we, fi- we can find ourselves swimming backwards. So I want to encourage us, stay in the word, stay focused, be in prayer, be in prayer. Sometimes we just got to get up and do it. Get up and do it. Be in prayer. Be in prayer. Make the sacrifices. It takes that sometimes, but guess what? It's worth the effort. Be wherever we can to receive from God his word, his strength, and his power. I pray each and every one of your strength and the Lord, and your triumphant victory over every circumstance. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen,
4: amen. Thank you, Minister Juanita, for inspiring us in God's word with your beautiful message. Now let us celebrate receiving God's word by listening to the praise song. We will not be shaken shaking by Brian Jones.
2: We trust in our God, and through his unfailing love, we will not be shaken, we will not be shaken, we will not be shaken, shaken. for we trust in our God. And through his unfailing love, we will not be shaken, we will not be shaken, we will not be shaken. The battle rages we will stand in fight Though the armies rise up against us on all sides we will not be shaken. We will not be shaken. We will not be shaken. <laughs> Hope is our God is for He has overcome. we so trust in our God. And we will You must be saved, We will not be shaken We will not be shaken Always trust in our God And through his unfailing love We will not be shaken We will not be shaken we will not be so All those against Him will fall, for our God is stronger. He can do all things. No higher name. Can call but Jesus is greater, we can do all things, do we can do all things, all name, we can call. Jesus is greater. We can do all things. Oh, we trust in our God. And so it's not very love. We will not be shaken. We will not be shaken. We will not be shaken. Oh, we, we will not be shaken. We will not be shaken. We will not be shaken.
4: amen Amen. we will not be shaken we thank all of you who are worshiping with us today on the phone or on the internet we invite you to discipleship and offer a prayer of salvation We pray that you've received all the blessings that God has given you during this service. Remember, Jesus loves you. He is in the healing business for those who are lonely, brokenhearted, or at the end of their rope. Here are some steps to take on the road to salvation. Admit you're a sinner. Be willing to repent or turn from sin. Believe that Jesus Christ died for you and rose again. Invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Pray this prayer. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm not where I want to be and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Unite with refuge from Storm Church or Bible-based church in your local community. Start reading the Bible. Email us at mgrace three two one at gmail dot com to become a member or for prayer. Or for suggestions on how to start your journey through the Bible we urge you to also read a daily devotional to get the most inspiration from God during Bible reading here are some suggestions for devotionals that are free online first is our own refuge from storm newsletter published weekly online Then are our ourdailybread.org, intouch.org, guidepost.org, PastorRick.org, or JoelOlstein.com. There are also some free print devotionals that are available. Our daily bread from ourdailybread.org and intouch.org. For purchase, a good one is upperroom.com. Now, let us listen to our closing song, The Anchor Holds by Ray Bolts. Following that, our pastor, Reverend Millsett will offer final remarks and the benediction. I... Yes. Uh, Helena, would you play another song, please? Or Cheryl. Cheryl or Helena, would you play a song, please? Uh, just, just one second. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs>
2: Just keep pressing on My struggle will be over In the nick of time It will be alright I'll come down this road time before He has never failed Keep me in his arms My struggle will be over (laughs) Well...
4: To offer the benediction. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, Almighty God, that the words which we have heard this day with our outward ears may, through thy grace, be so grafted inwardly in our hearts that they may bring forth in us the fruit of good living to the honor and praise of thy name through Jesus Christ, our Lord. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and evermore. Amen. Amen. This concludes our service. Thank you all.
5: Hello. Uh, yes, Minister Juanita. I'm still here. Uh, the service has concluded, but I would like to see if, if there's anyone. If there's anyone who would, would like prayer, I will end the recording.